the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition. Kicking off the week this beautiful day. Kath, good to see you as well. Listen, thank goodness that some true Pittsburghers are taking matters into their own hands. How do you mean? Juju Smith-Schuster finally standing up for what we all know in our hearts is right and true He's passing out Heinz ketchup at Kennywood. Yeah, so he's at the uh, potato patch fry stand. Which is where he should be because he knows the things that are noble and he's standing up for them. I mean, I love this. It's kind of Bill Murray-ish, isn't it? He sort of shows up. I I think he was at a wedding over the weekend as well. He just sort of showed up. he's passing out ketchup at a wedding? No, I think he just showed up at a wedding. He just said, hey, I'm Juju Smith. He's probably looking for the cookie table. Just kind of hanging out, you know. He's finding a new level of celebrity and uh, reveling within that. I love that. He was seen at Kennywood passing out Heinz ketchup to guests. What, the little packages? Uh-huh. That's not enough. You have probably, you, I don't you? Look, I'm from a Heinz family. I've talked about this before in the air. My parents met at Heinz. Yeah. My aunt and uncle met at Heinz. My, my, my entire family wouldn't be what it is without Heinz. Those ketchup packets are too small. Oh, they're tiny. I said it from the very start. You know, uh, let, me, let me, the Chick-fil-A. Heinz, those are nice. Much better. Much, much better. Much better. Plus, they're self-contained. You Plus, can dip I, within them. I like that you can open them two different ways. Mm-hmm. I get very excited when I yeah. see those. That's that's very well done. Mm-hmm. Whoever engineered that. Yeah. I think so they, too. Maybe pass those out. I think it would be fine to pass those out. I would certainly rather that than the foil packets. Mm-hmm. But if it's the foil packets or hunts, you got to oh, go foil packets. Of course you do, yeah. Are you kidding me? But it looks as though Kennywood is not going to be shamed into moving. Well, you know, you know what This else? is the era of shaming. It is the era of shaming. You think if anyone could shame anyone for anything, it would be this, right? <laughs> there was one word, and I'm reading from uh, WPXI.com. There's a word here that was disturbing. Mm. Hundreds of people have signed the petition. Hundreds? Hundreds. Wait, where's the petition? What, what are hundreds? Is this a petition to engage Kennywood? The, yeah, to get them to start. Hi- have you seen the petition? No, but Neither I would I. sign it in a hot minute. Well, maybe we have to go find it. Well, Hundreds? Hundreds. You think it'd be tens of thousands. It should be over one. Look, there's how many people in Allegheny County? Two million? Yeah. Every single name ought to be on there. Put that on there, please. You kidding me? Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, I'm proud of him. I appreciate the fact that he's out there. Him. But I do believe, you know, Kennywood Management is not the old style, home style management. Well, no, it's like some ownership. Spanish conglomerate, right? Not even, uh, now they've moved beyond that, apparently. I don't think they're even Spanish anymore. <laughs> We're blaming the Spain, Spaniards. <laughs> hey, you know, the, Sp- the it's the people who own Mallorca. <laughs> Those, those, those are the people that are screwing up Kennywood. That's not true. Just say it. That's no, not no, true. Hey, it's National Some people I know. It's National, National Egg Day. Oh, who doesn't love the egg? Oh. Give me an egg. That's a recording I did just uh, around noon at my house. Did you have an egg today? I had two. What kind of an egg? I had two dippy eggs. Dippy eggs. You want to know how I served them? Hmm. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You served them dippy stock. No, I put no, no. Veg, I put a bunch of frozen vegetables in a skillet yeah. with olive oil. Mm-hmm. Put a lid on, cooked it till they're very hot. Yeah. 
Add a little bit of garlic, mm-hmm. salt and pepper. Okay. Put those in a bowl. What? Put cook two dippy eggs. What? Put the dippy eggs on top of the vegetables. You serve that up, man. Holy it is smokes. delicious. That's like Martha Stewart dippy it's eggs. It's really not. It's super straightforward. One of the rare times as a family, we would go to a restaurant growing up, and the waitress said, you know, for breakfast, and we'd go, I'll have two dip eggs. And she'd look at us like we were from Mars. So I always sort of took that as a super yinzer thing. Well, I got to tell you, I never heard anybody call it that until I met you. What? Mm-hmm. Didn't you call it? We called it sunny side up. Oh. We didn't call it dip didn't, egg. We called it dip eggs because you're yeah. dipping your toes Right. I in think it's egg. a great idea. Ever since it I heard is. you say it, I was like, I'm taking that. Okay. <laughs> well, I take your stuff. So That's I'm good. I'm taking yours. Steal. Speaking of you taking my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, Mike, you're just lucky I didn't call you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Well, this morning at 10 o'clock, John Hall, mm-hmm. my dear friend, mm-hmm. he drove his car from the far reaches of the eastern Pittsburgh to Natrona Heights. Yep. Oh, geez. To meet me at a uh, self-storage, what do you call that? Facility. A storage facility. Yeah. Okay. And then he helped me move about 100 pieces of rattan furniture. Mm-hmm. First, I had to take the seats out of the uh, minivan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Listen, that's why you look so tired today. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. No, it's my age. It took, a long time to fi- it took a long time to figure out how to get him in the vehicles. It did. And if it wasn't for Mandy, the woman who owns the self-storage facility, we might not have gotten everything mm-hmm. in. You're fine, oh, girl. Mandy. She was very good. So thank you to Mandy. What a good wife she would be. And to Pat, who I uh, met on Craigslist on Saturday. I pull up, and you're like hugging these people. I'm thinking, is this family? Do these, does she know these people? I just met him She's, Saturday. Uh, which I, does not surprise me, considering who you are. I met him Saturday. Right. Sweetest people in the world. You know who else I met Saturday? Another cow. Marlene. Who's Mar- Marlene's a woman I bought a chair and tables from. Oh, I see. From Facebook Marketplace. So next year, they'll be at the spring house milking the Maybe. cow. Maybe. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. a great... Anyway, John, I can't thank you enough. Well, my pleasure. If it wasn't for John, Mike, listen, I would have had to make eight trips to Natrona Heights, or I would have had to run a U-Haul. So That's probably it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get a pickup truck. God bless you. Every, but you should know somebody with a pickup you. truck. I you know? should, but I don't really. I don't either. John, did you wear your uh, weightlifting belt? No, no. <laughs> well, no. Help support your back. Well, you know? he wasn't like moving, you know, plywood no. at Home Depot. The only thing I had an apron with a uh, penny candy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I kept throwing it at him. <laughs> he said he didn't want cash, so like I a just seal. Said, I'm so uh, glad I didn't go. I was eating Swedish fish by the mouth. Like you should have seen us. It was John and I and my daughter who was not enthused. Right, but she was good though. She ended up oh, being yeah, solid. She, she came through, and then Pat, who was selling us the furniture, and Mandy, who owns the self storage mm-hmm. facility. Yes, and Natrona Heights. I'm telling you, we were super young. It was today. nice. I haven't been to Natrona Heights in a long time. Have Me you? Neither. I haven't been on Freeport Road. I feel in 10 years it's way up there it sure is it really took a is. long time god bless you <laughs> yeah but you know what thank goodness the 28 is 28 now because remember the old 28 i was would have taken us five hours and we probably would have both wrecked <laughs> yeah. so yeah it was a much more uh, congenial visit anyway so i have new porch furniture thanks to john excellent my pleasure coming up next on today's show david french senior writer for national review we're going to talk about the daily beast who took out a guy who posted some audio about nancy pelosi that wasn't favorable was that the right thing to do
Okay. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that pays you back every year? Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and for businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania, plans that will save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So call Marley Financial now, 724-884-1496, or find them online, MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Liberty Mutual Insurance presents. When generic insurance takes hold, one handsome man and one flightless bird are teaming up to save the world. Money. Their message? Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Their mission? Savings. Their relationship? Best friends. Say hello to Liberty Mutual's new spokes team. Doug. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurance. State laws apply. We live in an age of shaming, right? You are put on the mark right away for people to throw eggs at you. Mm-hmm. David French is with us. He's a senior writer with the National Review. He wrote a piece called uh, The Daily Beast Doxes the Powerless to defend the powerful. David, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Mm-hmm. Hold on. There Mike, we go. We getting David? Uh, I, I got a little phone problem here, Mike. Uh, Want to help me with that? Because uh, 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 All right. Uh, come on in here. We have to re- maybe reset from the weekend. I'm not sure. But it looks as All though right, we we're not able to access. David, if you can hear us, just hold on for a minute yeah, while we have do. some engineering <laughs> issues. So how about I set the table okay, while we yeah. figure out the, the technology? Yeah. So... It might have been a week ago that I first heard Nancy Pelosi's audio mm-hmm. um, of her discussing issues related to the president in a tone that sounded 
Well, I mean, she just sounded drunk. That's mm-hmm. all I can tell mm-hmm. you. She just sounded drunk. So I don't know what the issue was. I, at that time, I didn't know what the issue was, but I thought, geez, like this is really this is a bad moment for Nancy Pelosi because it sounds like she was, you know, in the tank at like 10 a.m. when she was, you know, recording this audio. Right. Well, it turns out that that wasn't an actual recording of her. It was an actual recording that had been doctored to make it sound as if she was inebriated in some way or incapacitated. And so that video was seen and shared by, I'm sure, millions and millions of people. It yeah, sparked a lot of outrage. Now, did you see it on video first? I did. Okay. I heard it on the radio first. Yeah. I saw and that was my first thought as well. I think everyone's first thought. But for everyone, anyone who's been in a radio studio or any kind of recording studio, you know you can manipulate somebody to sound like that incredibly easily. Right. I mean, but still, know, for it to be shared miracle, by miracle, Mike hasn't done that with us yet. <laughs> right. I mean, there's still time, believe yeah, me. Yeah. But there was. I mean, and I didn't know, and I think everybody was like, is this legit or not? That's now with manipulation, you wonder how real is it? Right. And am I right in saying the president commented on it? That I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. He comments on enough. I don't want to like, you know, right. hit him for something him that, he actually did, that he actually didn't say. Right. But apparently it looks at over the weekend with uh, Facebook's help, the identity of the man who allegedly uploaded the now famous drunk Nancy Pelosi viral video was not a Russian troll as was expected. Right. There, that was one of the suspicions that I heard. But instead was a guy who was just a regular guy, a day laborer from the Bronx. Now, this man who has been outed denies responsibility for posting the video. But the Daily Beast, which is, for better or worse, a huge media outlet in yeah, the Internet age. Yeah, they're a huge age. media outlet, but they're not... They have they have very little credi- credibility when it comes to like hard hitting journalism. They've done they've done a good job scaring up a lot of stories that actually haven't ended up coming through. Right, but for a lot of people, the Daily Beast is a source of news. Right, they're one of their journalistic media outlets. David French is back with us. Hey, David, are you there? I am. Oh, good. We thought we we lost you there. Okay, so David, uh, we're talking about your piece that you wrote today. The Daily Beast doxes the powerless to defend the powerful. Uh, it's odd that after all this time that a day laborer from the Bronx was the guy who actually did the doctoring of the Nancy Pelosi video. Yeah, I mean, you know, when there was all this talk about Russian polls, there was all this talk about, you know, we seeing a repeat of, like, some of the stuff that we saw in 2016 with the news. And really the only important part of the story is that it wasn't Russian, but it was just a guy in the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. We're Heck. having... We're having an engineering failure here, so we'll try to give you a call back. We are How so about sorry that? about that. What do you say we take a break okay. and then come back, reset with David? Maybe. Hope Let's we can see. fix our issue. Okay. All right. It's the Technically Challenged Monday edition out of the box. Ride home with John and Kathy. I want you to sleep in. I want you to cool down. And I want you to have the home of your dreams. I'm Alyssa Walters, CEO and daughter of family-owned and run BlindsGalore.com. My mom, Shelly, hi, everyone, and I have been working together for as long as I can remember. We've never settled for mediocre, and you shouldn't either. We're tough customers, but we love to say wow when it's worth it. That's why we built Blinds Galore, to give you designer blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters without the designer price. Get free samples, free shipping, and all the free design help you desire. Our in-house team of experts can help you online or over the phone every step of the way. 
Plus, you're free to exchange your custom blinds or shades for any reason. It's that simple. We've been doing this for nearly 20 years and want you to take pride in your window treatments. It's your home after all. You'll love the view. We, we promise. promise. Just go to blindsgalore.com. That's blindsgalore.com. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I'm skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a MyPillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Each year, thousands of volunteers across the country host lemonade stands to raise $1 million toward finding cures for kids with cancer. The idea, started by four-year-old Alex Scott, has raised millions of dollars. Join by Firebirds Wood-Fired Grill for Lemonade Days, June 7th or 9th, to donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Mostly clear and chilly tonight, going down to a low of 44 degrees. The record low is 41 for tomorrow. Sunshine will be mixing with clouds. A warmer afternoon, high 74. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, not nearly as chilly with a low around 60 degrees. Variably cloudy Wednesday with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Wednesday's high 76. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood has a new president. Her name is Dr. Lena Wen. And uh, she's taken over the reins maybe the past two months, mm -hmm. I would guess, right? Apparently, she is uh, perpetrating a major falsehood about Planned Parenthood for repeatedly referencing a misleading stat about abortion. This is from uh, Relevant Magazine. On several recent occasions, Dr. Wen has said that before Roe versus Wade decision, Thousands of women died every year because of unsafe abortions. However, after an extensive dive into the facts, the Washington Post, of all places, has said this, quote, even given the fuzzy nature of the data and estimates, there is no evidence that in the years immediately preceding the Supreme Court's decision, thousands of women died every year in the United States from illegal abortions. Now, the Washington Post suggests that Dr. Wen knows this fact 
The stats they reference are so old that they predate antibiotics. And the facts the researchers used to arrive at the numbers, some of them dating back to the 1930s, were essentially rough, mm-hmm. somewhat educated right. guesses. Right. It's just kind of, well, this is probably what it was. Now, Dr. Wen is a doctor. Yeah, and she's a, she is a well-regarded physician, as I understand it. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists is made up of doctors. They should know better than to peddle statistics based upon data that predates the advent of antibiotics, says agree. the Washington right. Post. Now, come on. Right. But here's the thing. If you take over the reins of Planned Parenthood, you have ceased to become a doctor and you have stepped into the realm of advocacy and politics. That's what you're doing. So whatever your actual medical statistics are, they're going to take a far back seat to what you're doing to keep abortion legal in America. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you be at the helm of a major organization that generates how many hundreds of millions of dollars in contributions every year? And, and repeat, tax dollars. Right. And repeat a falsehood, which is easily verified as a because, falsehood. Yeah, because I don't – I think that when it comes to this issue, and, and maybe it's just because I know this issue well, and maybe if, if I you know, was involved in you know, the gun issue or mass incarceration or anyway, I, I, w- I would sense the same thing. But there are a lot of statistics that people spout on both sides of the abortion argument that are just like out in the air. It's like they don't have an actual basis in fact. It's just that's what we know. That's what we always say. I mean, I've heard that stat about thousands of women dying before Roe versus Wade. I've heard that for 20 years. They've mm-hmm. always said that. But there, So Washington Post is saying there's nothing to back that up. Well, finally, someone called him out and said there's nothing to back that up. But listen, in, that's, this, that's in, really this, in this era, we have all sorts of, of – of ratios, of numbers, of statistics, of whatever that the people just don't look into. They just accept as fact. Well, it's hashtag fake news, right? Like the president's been saying for the last couple you, of years. As much as I hate that term, it's, it's true. It's true. Right? Who can you trust? And thank goodness there are still reputable organizations. Now, look, by saying the Washington Post, I know many people in the media would well, go roll their eyes. Well, listen, and go, I, roll, on, I roll my eyes because after the Covington <clears throat> High School disaster that they did, if you remember the issue of the Covington kids, a bunch of Catholic schoolboys who were at the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and they encountered the black Hebrew Israelites and then the, the Native American man with the drum Was walks February, over. February or March? Uh, it's January. January. Okay. Yeah, it's January. Um, that whole, remember that whole like oh, strange conflagration of people and, you know, all of us saw 10 seconds of video and determined that the white Covington Catholic kids were obnoxious and they were wearing the make America great again hats. And so we all despised them and they were in, they were entitled, but until we went and watched the whole video and it was completely different than what we said. The Washington Post that weekend lost me because they had reported the rush on, to judgment they had they had reported on the rush to judgment and then when the other facts started coming in <laughs> their response to it was so ridiculous instead of coming out and saying whoa we jumped the gun on this we decided what happened what the scenario was before we ever watched all the evidence come in we're a news we're a news agency we're one of the great newspapers of america we overstepped you know mea culpa 
That's what they should have done. Instead, they started doing this weird reporting, which was like, well, now other news outlets are reporting that there's other video. It was kind of like they had stepped back from themselves and they were just kind of talking about it like it was just this this mangle of you know news reports and they really didn't have any culpability. It was ridiculous. Uh-huh. They should have said we reported on this incorrectly. We're retracting it. We're sorry. Right, which was the, the standard they never did that. for ethical They never journalism. did that. And those kids, and I, look, they shouldn't have been wearing Make America Great Again hats. That was it was unhelpful. Why? Well, it was unhelpful in that in that area. They're they're hey, they're Catholic. They're allowed kids. to wear whatever know, they want to wear. I know they're allowed to, but I'm saying if I was a chaperone on that trip, I would have said ditch the hats. Okay, we're here. We're here to to support life. Support life. We're not here to advocate for a political side. But whatever. They shouldn't. In my opinion, they shouldn't have been wearing the hats. But those kids were absolutely vilified. Sure, they were. All over the country Especially by people. They were vilified by their own bishop. The kid with a smirk. By their own diocese. Right. It was just ridiculous what happened to them. And the Washington Post had culpability in that. So I wonder about this. I've been thinking about this. So anyway, all I'm saying is I'm glad that they came out and said what they said yeah, about Planned that, Parenthood. That, that so good for them. Ethical journalism there. Okay, so when things like this, like this perpetrated lie, I wouldn't even try to dress it up and call it a falsehood. It's a lie. Where we are right now with not trusting just about anyone or anything as far as reporting, unless you're in a particular bubble and that's your camp and you, you know, you're going to take whatever they give. Is there any moment where we pause as a society, whether it's a conversation about hashtag fake news or hashtag me too or hashtag guns in, you know, in America and, and we stop and get together as a people? as citizens, as lovers of this country, and have an honest conversation? Will that ever happen? No. Why won't that ever no. happen? How could you, why would there not be, how could there not be, with what's available to us, a virtual media town hall where there are people that we hopefully would trust as... Arbiters. An, yes. And people speak and speak from the heart and speak the truth about where they are in this world and everyone is mean, able to be part of that conversation. That would be an awesome idea. I, uh, that'll never happen. Well, we're way past it. Because, we certainly need listen, that because, because we don't trust anybody no. anymore. Do you mean specifically about the abortion issue? I mean about all issues that to oh. me in this country are really wonky mm-hmm. right now because we're so embedded into our own bubble talk that nothing is trustworthy. Nothing makes sense. We don't care to hear the truth from anyone because it, nothing is, is truthful anymore. Right, right. It's all a lot of BS and just spin. I know. I, I do – you know, I do hold out hope that there are people of goodwill – on both sides of political debates, who there would be, who be. Would you be, know who are. would be willing to have discussions like that? There are many wonderful people I in this country. The abortion issue, though, is so volatile. It's been so emotionally charged from the very start that I can't. I I would love to see that happen. I have no confidence at all that there would be a meeting of the minds in any public way about it. Now you see these photographs of these young schoolgirls talking about their parasites in their bodies which enrages me when you see that. I mean, for the sake of all that, mm-hmm. because that, that kind of talk is also like, kind of like Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really scary talk. It is. That's got to stop. It does. And the only way that can stop is there has to be some adults in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about all of us. Aren't there still adults in the room who can guide us with wisdom? There has to be. 
Otherwise, all hope is lost. No, I agree. There have to be adults in the room. And I think that whoever's leading our conversation when it comes to the issues of abortion, they absolutely, without a doubt, have to have had or have association with women currently struggling with this issue. Because the further away you get from the actual pain of women who find themselves in unplanned pregnancies, the more it becomes rhetoric, rhetoric, sure. rhetoric, rhetoric. Right. And the sides get further and further and further apart. Further and further apart. The, the meeting of the minds has to be in the counseling room, in the ultrasound room, in the room where the woman sees her pregnancy test because that's where the terror is. That's where the fear for my future is. That's where my life is going to change forever is. And those are real feelings. Those right. are legitimate feelings. Well, we talked about this last week, that those women who are seeking a Abortions are are not the ones that are you know on the front lines. No, they're, they're not, not the advocate. No, they're, they're not the women the who, are, who are frightened. Right. They're afraid of what you know what's going to happen in their mm-hmm. lives. Right. So we need to look at people at, you know as human beings first, not essentially as the enemy or someone who has right. got talking points that right. we've got to batter down. Right. Uh, so if we would gather together on both sides in care for that woman. And I think we could do that because I think that, you know, we learned this from watching Abby Johnson's Unplanned movie. They did a great job showing that all the women that work in Planned Parenthood aren't some kind of crazy Nazi people. No. They're people that are, think they're doing the right thing for women. And I think they're wrong, but they're trying to do the right thing. So what if people from both sides, people who were pro-life and people who were pro-choice were able to gather around these women and say, okay, one thing we can agree on is we want the right thing for this woman. Right. We care about this woman. And don't pull out that old trope that Christians don't believe in life after caring for life right. after the baby's right. born, right. which is absolutely ridiculous. It absolutely it's anathema is. It is. to a Christian worldview. It is. And if you look at any crisis pregnancy center, any network of Christians that support, listen, those are people that are laying their lives down, they're laying their money down, they're laying their whatever down so that they can care for women through that whole process. It's not the kind of thing that once the woman has that baby, they get dropped. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, something's got to change because look, we're already ramped up again to another presidential election season and people, I don't know about you, but I just get exhausted by the, by the lack of transparency and what truth Truth in conversations that are really important for us to have, Mm -hmm. but instead we're all in this bubble. So nothing is going to change. Something's got to change and earthquakes got to change. Look, Virginia Beach is just like Pittsburgh undergoing massive days of mourning. Don't you think people want to talk about that? Mm -hmm. People want to talk about that. People want to engage in a conversation about that. Whatever your feelings are about guns. Right, Right, but we've done the same thing with guns as we've done with with abortion. Is that we can't talk about it anymore because it's become this volatile. Either you're pro-gun or you're anti-gun, or anti-gun, and so therefore you're on that side. I'm on this side, and we can't talk about it. I mean, there has to be a better. There has to be a meeting of the minds where we can all say we don't want people shot up. In an administrative building, in a, in a newspaper office, in a school, in, in a, a church, synagogue. in a synagogue. We don't want it. Few things in this world are black and white, right? Few things are black and white. There are shades of deep gray in every conversation. But we have not allowed ourselves the freedom to have those shades. And that's the heartbreak for this country right now. Something's got to change. And I don't know how that works. But who are the adults among us who are willing to reach out? and willing to set things in motion.
Otherwise, we're just going to continue down this path. It's not good for anybody. And the president flies to to England, and on the way over, he's tweeting about you know the stone cold loser. I mean, that's not good. No, it's not helpful. That's not adult. Mm-mm. Something's wrong here. Whether you support the president or not, we are falling off the rails. Yeah. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror and have a different tone of conversation. And, you know, we were supposed to be talking to David French. Unfortunately, his phone was not allowing us to to interface with him on the air. But he wrote a great piece about this Nancy Pelosi audio, right? So it was a a piece of Nancy Pelosi's that was was manipulated to make it sound like she was drunk, right? So the first time I heard it, I thought she was drunk or sleepy or sick or something like that. Anyway, it turns out that it was some dude who did it. Um, It wasn't some, like, you know secret russian you know oligarch who was you know working out of some daca somewhere it was a just a day labor it was just some dude a guy here in america anyway but the daily beast just dug up everything just somehow found this guy right and With out the help of facebook and outed him completely facebook just coughed up the dude's information right all of a sudden we've got this whole huge daily beast descending on this one dude i'm not saying what the dude did was right but i'm saying can you imagine if they if the daily beast invested 120th that amount of energy and in looking into some of the charges that have been leveled against the president but they never will no they never will I don't know. As a society... It just seems like everything has degenerated to the point where we are on opposing sides all the time. But don't you... There have to be... You're right. You have to think there are adults in the room somewhere. You have to find them. Where, where is dignity? I've been reading this book titled Dignity, and I wonder about that. Where is the dignity in our lives anymore? What's happened to us? Don't we as people – look, when you look at your kids, don't you talk about the essentials of what it is to be a person of honor and worth and truth and all those things, just your parenting roles, right? That's a necessary mm-hmm. part of the conversation of raising a good and godly child. So if we would look at America as raising a mm-hmm. child, which, of course, we are raising children, right. we refuse to have the conversation. So if you don't speak to your child about the necessity of the basics of what it is to be a good and godly person, then that child's left to his own devices. Mm -hmm. So the country it feels right now is off the rails because we choose not to engage in the truth of where we are with our country right now. Yeah, because we just choose instead to read all the the same stuff from all the same people. I don't know. Something's got to change. We have to be adults. Someone's got to take the lead here. Who is it that we look to now? As the person who has the wisdom, has the truth, has the holiness in that conversation. At the top of the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about David Platt's church, who welcomed President Trump yesterday. There's been a lot of talk online about it. David Platt prayed for the president. We'll hear that at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay close on today's edition of The Ride Home. WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. We've all got places to go. 
From work to play, morning to night, it's go, 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 and then go some more. We go for music, movies, workouts, and checkouts. It's quite the busy little schedule we've got going. And we need something to keep up with it all, to keep up with life on the go. That's where Valero top-tier certified quality fuel comes in. It keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. So you can get right back to going. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, Hillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, 10th Avenue North, Mendisa, Carrie Joe, and Ledger. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Liggs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. a part of the creation worship experience set in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Next summer for four days of music, camping, and family fun. Creation Festival is returning to Agape Farm in central Pennsylvania. June 26th through the 29th. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe even your life. Hey, Grandma and Grandpa. When you retire, will you take me to Disney World? Can we go to a movie? Grandma, can you teach me how to knit? Grandpa, will you throw the baseball around with me? They won't always be so little. Make sure you plan now so you can start making more memories. Because big or small, those moments matter. They are what you've worked your entire life for, and they just might turn out to be some of the best moments of your life and theirs. I'm Kurt Kenotic, CEO and Financial Advisor at Accurate Solutions Group. Call our team to start your personalized income plan for your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. At Accurate Solutions Group, we help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We do the planning so you can make the memories. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. I have a, a son, my, uh, my youngest son. He was invested in um, trying to save money and not go to uh, a college where he would spend thousands and thousands of dollars of which he did not have to spend on tuition. So uh, first year, uh, as an as an 18-year-old, he went to community college. And it was great. I mean, you know, to, to get the basics, you know, his English, his, you know, the required things out of the way, it was good. But at the end of this year, he was like, you know what, um, I'd really like to go to, to a traditional college. So he started to look around, and for whatever reason, and you know, just as a dad, and my wife and I were just okay. Yeah, we're trying to support this kid, and also breathe some wisdom into his decision. But he thought, well, I really, what I really want to do is go out of state, and I want to go to a private college out of state. We had a conversation about that. Now, of course, private and out of state are you know harbingers where you know that you're going to spend a lot more money, especially out of state. So he made a visit to a couple colleges in Virginia. It came down to his choice, which was about forty-four thousand dollars a oh year. Oh my gosh! Forty-four grand. So we sat now, down. That's not for a degree that is uh, like physical therapy. No. Or you know, PA or this is not a specialized any- degree. This is, he again 
because he went to community college, he was unsure about what his major was going to be. So he settled on the generic business degree, right? So forty-four grand out of state for a college degree. Uh, we sat down, the three of us, and we had a heart-to-heart. Well, at the end of the conversation, he was like, yeah, I see this. I do not want to be ball and chained for the next decade and a half. Outstanding choice. For all that. Good so he punted and again is going to go, you know, and do CCAC again. Now, at the same time, you know, we talked about this. So you hear the commercials on the air. We talk about Grove City College. Both Kath and I have kids at Grove City College, which we love. Mm-hmm. And we consider very affordable for the excellence of the education they get. Right. It's also a very demanding academic environment. Right. So where do you fall how do you do this if you want to put your kid into a, a serious educational existence? Without dooming them for the next 30 years to pay off an unbelievably ridiculous amount of cash. Right. Because we work with, you know, kids, not kids, guys who are in their 30s, young men and young women who are in their 30s, who are married with children and are still carrying that college Saddled debt. Saddled with it, yeah. Crushing them. And you think, oh, God bless these young guys. So Lee Wishing is with us right now. Lee is Vice President for Student Recruitment from Grove City College. And Lee, I mean, the conversation that Kath and I just had, the story I just told, I'm sure this is the center point of, of your daily existence as you talk about Grove City College. Uh, indeed, uh, you know, the cost of college and, and student debt are, are, are huge issues out there today. Yeah, so if we're looking at it from the perspective of a parent, um, it's hard to – it's hard to navigate this because, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine not, I don't know, not three weeks ago about her son going to school. And her son is going to, a, you know, a university where they're going to pay on top of, you know, upwards of $50,000 a year. And so, you know, it's not my choice. So I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't trying to judge her or anything. But I said, tell me, you know, tell me why you're doing that. And she said, well, I'm doing it because everybody's doing it. I mean, that's what you have to do, Right. And I thought we are so far down this road that we just can't we can't see our way out, Lee. Well, I um, I, I would recommend, of course, although I work for Grove City College, uh, I would recommend to uh, any parent who's out there searching for colleges to uh, understand a couple of terms, and one is called average discount. Uh, your friend who paid over sixty thousand uh, dollars probably paid. The full price. Now, Grove City doesn't engage in what I'm about to tell you, but it's it's a little known secret, surprisingly, among uh, parents and the consumers of higher education, but really well known among everybody in higher ed that's involved in higher ed finance. So, typically, when you see schools with a forty-four or forty-eight thousand dollar price tag and a school with a sixty-five thousand dollar price tag. They set those prices in, intentionally high um, because they hope to get people, you know, to pay those prices. But um, every school has what's called an average, except Grocity doesn't do this again. They have an average discount, and they pass it off as scholarships. So um, what I would recommend every parent um, that they do out there when you're searching um, for education, especially at private colleges, is say, what is your average discount? Um, and uh, most schools have a, a, a really large discount, and 
and you can get it. Now, Lee, what you're describing to me sounds like walking onto a car lot, and the the base price or the the sticker price for the car is certainly different than the negotiated price. Right. It, it, it's very similar to that. People don't think. Uh, they're increasingly aware that a lot of people don't pay the sticker price in higher ed, um, but they don't know why. And and um, they, the, what's under, under underneath all of this is a, a marketing scheme called tuition discounting. Hmm. And the reason the college, uh, colleges do it for a couple of reasons. Um, one, the big reason really is to fund scholarships. It it, it sounds odd. But let's say that um, a, a college has a $48,000 price tag. There's a good chance that that uh, college um, has a discount, average discount of $20,000. Wow. And and so the average kid is going to go to that school for $28,000. Wow. What about the kid that um, gets a, um, let's say, a $30,000 scholarship and goes to that school for 18. Where did that money come from? It came from, and probably that kid has a 1300 or more SAT or a 1400. But let's say that kid goes for 18,000 rather than 28. Where does that extra $10,000 come from? Well, it, it comes from the kid who only got a so-called $10,000 scholarship. Mm. Uh, and paid thirty eight thousand so that kid that got thirty eight was paying thirty eight thousand she 's probably really happy. Wow, this school really likes me. I got a ten thousand dollar scholarship. What she didn 't realize is that she just overpaid by ten and they shifted that money to her roommate yeah. and she 's going to borrow that extra ten for the next four years, rack up her student debt. And then pay off a roommate scholarship unwittingly for the next ten years. I see. So, so then knowing this, Lee, is this squishy math that you're describing, is Listen, there a way to circumvent well, well, that? Wait, before you answer that, Lee, let me just tell you that my own personal experience when my older daughter was deciding what college to go to was so frustrating, simply because of what you're saying. When we would go to universities, we would say, "Okay, so what? What's the cost to go here?" And nobody would tell us. There was no. There was no number. Do you know what I mean? They were like, well, it kind of depends on a lot of things. Grove City is the only place, the only place we looked at who actually told us how much it would cost to go there. So from the very start, I got the feeling that this was these that whatever numbers I was going to get were not going to be on the up and up. Right. And, and um, unfortunately, this is just the air that higher education breathes. Again, we don't, we don't do this, um, but probably 98% of private higher ed does do this, and it's just the air that higher ed breathes. And really, 98%? Wow. I, there, I don't I, – there, um, most schools do this. Uh, it's called discounting, and there are companies that help schools do this. One really? called Ruffle, Noel Levitt. I mean, it's very sophisticated, and there's algorithms and so forth. But, Kathy, you said that there – you know, there is colleges will say, well, it depends. Well, it does depend. It depends on SAT score. Largely, um, it depends on class rank. It depends on, um, you know, do you need a bassoon player? Um, there's there's a bunch of calculations involved in this, mostly around SAT score. I see. And, and if I would give any, two things I would tell parents, ask what the average discount is. And 
if they don't tell you, go to the National Center for Education Statistics because colleges have to report this to the federal mm. government. Mm. And they are not called scholarships when they're, it's reported to the uh, federal government. It's called unfunded discounts. But go to the National Center for Education Statistics, and you can find out find out this information. It's kind of hard to find out, but but there it is. Well, Lee, thanks an awful lot. We really appreciate this is really helpful an inside scoop yeah. on college education. Lee, wishing he's the vice president for student recruitment from Grove City College. I'd love to get Lee back on the show. Yeah, and ask some more questions about that. Take a break. Come back. We got lots more ahead. This is the ride home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Now, call 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Your retirement accounts are at risk. That's right. Your entire retirement savings have never been more exposed. If you have retirement investments, there is an IRS loophole that can't save your nest egg. Don't let government bail-ins and fiscal irresponsibility wipe out your savings. Text loophole to 49776 to get Advantage Gold's explosive report that bankers and Wall Street do not want you to see. Your wealth is threatened by political infighting, massive debt, stock market volatility, and experts predict that the U.S. dollar could lose its status as the global reserve currency. Learn all about the IRS loophole that can protect you from massive losses. This IRS loophole could be your last chance to secure your assets. Text loophole to 49776 right now. Don't risk losing your entire retirement. Text loophole to 49776. Don't delay. Text loophole to 49776 now. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Things would happen in church that you weren't allowed to laugh. Word FM presents. Funny things were happening. And we had to pretend like it wasn't happening. Ladies Night Out with writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. My sister got up and she mined to a Yolanda Adams song. And it was beautiful. It's a night out for the girls. And she was miming and she was twirling. Her wig came off. June 21st at the Bible Chapel. I have not seen the type of power or anointing that could make us forget your hairs on the floor. Tickets and VIP dinner reservations at wordfm.com.
Greg Clugston's usually with us on Mondays. He's the SRN News White House correspondent. We go to Greg at about 4.15 each week to kind of get the scoop on what's being said at the White House, White House and his perspective on all of that. He wasn't available today, but he's going to be with us tomorrow. But he sent me a little email. Yeah. And he said uh, he's, you know, not with the president on his trip to London, but of course because he's the correspondent for the White House is following what POTUS is doing. Sure, the inside scoop. Yeah, and he wanted me to know that in London today, mm-hmm. uh, the president and the first lady were escorted by the dean of Westminster. Nice. Seems like a very good man. Do you know what his name is? Tell me. The very Reverend Dr. John Hall. Hey, all right. How about that? Nice. Mm-hmm. The Hall family. Yeah, the Hall family. Mm-hmm. Boy, your influence stretches wide. Well, you know, uh, there are uh, halls all over the world. Mm-hmm. Right? And I believe, you know, I think I told you this earlier, uh, the Hall family in, in England, uh, William Shakespeare's son-in-law, his name was John Hall. What? Yeah. So apparently there's a lot of John Halls of some import, which is different here in the United States. Well, I, I think just looking at the, the words that I see on my screen, the very Reverend mm. Dr. John Hall. Holy smokes. I will say it's intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should treat you with more respect. Thank you. Sometimes, you know, the, my name is so common that I, I have met other John Halls. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met anybody? I, I, I hired a John Hall. You did? Yeah. For what? For, to play bass in my band. Okay, see. Uh-huh. He lives here in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's. I'd say John Hall is probably as common as John Smith. But how in the old many days. people whose names are John, is John Hall? How many people whose names are John Hall? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly grammatically how to say that. Have a monosyllabic middle name as well. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would think maybe a lot of people's their middle name is like Robertson or. Christopher mm-hmm. or Nathaniel, something that has, right. you know, that's long. Well, look, I'm, I'm six out of seven kids. By the right. time it got to me and my parents, my brother doesn't even have a middle name. <laughs> and why do you yeah. need a middle name? Why do you need a middle right. name? Okay, my full name is John Keith Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know where that Keith thing comes from. There is no one in my family who has, like, you know, any connection to Keith. Right, so how I did think, that? I think they just kind of threw it in there. Sure. They were kind of short a name and they just made it up. Well, you know, when my mother was born, mm-hmm. uh, Nanny. Nanny. Nanny, if you're listening, we love you. How you doing, babe? Um, when Nanny was born 87 years ago, she was a twin, yeah. and her mother didn't – my grandmother didn't even know she was having twins at the time <laughs> that my mother was born. Wait, what's okay. she having? She, was, she thought she was having one baby. She's having my baby. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I'm, I'm not even allowed to say what the obstetrician said once my aunt was <laughs> oh, born. Oh, really? Right? Probably not. Anyway, so the obstetricians, there, there was a – like my aunt was born and then the obstetrician was like, "What? oh my gosh, here comes another, another ba- baby. Here comes another baby, right? And then my mother was born. They were so shocked that they were they had two babies. Yeah. They were so Who shocked that they had a, a, two daughters. They did not know what to do. So they just named my mother her mother's name. Oh, they were okay. like, well, we're just calling her Nancy. Yeah, it's fine. We got nothing. We got nothing. We can't think of anything else. Our imagination has left us. This is it. This is all we got. (laughs) So they ended up with the same name. How about these kids now who are born, these poor kids, like um, the baby Apple? Oh, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's child. I mean, poor kids who are, you know, just tagged with horrible, horrible names. Mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable with John Hall. I like John Hall. It's, fine. it's hey, fine. John Hall is a stable name. It's a very stable name. Mm-hmm. It's fine. No, I think it's good. Oh, please. Here it had to come back. <laughs> Not one, but two. 
guys, you know what? Is this the please, worst? I can't believe. Please don't ever play that again. Yeah, can't please we just don't. Get I brought away it up. Away from that. It's just a nightmare. Can we? Uh, it was a week ago that we did the segment mm-hmm. on the very worst songs of all time, and that the Paul Anka song you just heard a little clip of was the. <laughs> Oh, the, we decided it's the worst song that's ever been recorded. Right. But the problem, once we did the segment, three of us can't stop singing that dumb I cannot, song. I cannot get that song out of my head. Right. I mean, at one point you texted me last week at like four in the morning saying, God help me, I can't I'm, I can't escape it. I'm lying in bed and it's in my head. <laughs> Have a mom. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I kind of enjoy singing it. It makes me feel good as I'm singing it. It should make you feel you know, bad. Like, hey, you know. It should not make you feel good. And and then, then today it just sort of came up, and now look, it's reared its ugly head on live on the radio. Good grief! All right, all uh, right. Five o'clock hour. We've got a lot ahead. We're going to talk about things. We're going to talk about David Platt praying for President Trump at his church yesterday. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington at a state dinner at Buckingham Palace this evening honoring President Trump in the United States. Queen Elizabeth II paid tribute to British and American soldiers who participated in D-Day nearly 75 years ago. Mr. President, in your State of the Union address this year, You paid tribute to some of the American heroes who risked their lives. And we owe an immeasurable debt to the British, American, and Allied soldiers who began the liberation of Europe on the 6th of June, 1944. Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt says he hopes President Trump will enjoy his visit to Britain. We're going to put on a fantastic show for him this week because America's our closest ally, and uh, we want to celebrate an amazing partnership between our two countries. On Wall Street, the Dow up by five points, but the Nasdaq plunged 120 points. This is SRN News. The ride home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate. Accurate. And I've gone up 40 points already. There are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you. But what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it? Credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. Call now to get your no-obligation credit consultation, including your free credit score and free summary credit report. Don't delay. Call 800-859-0720. That's 800-859-0720. 800-859-0720. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at My Pillow said, hey, John, Can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I'm skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own MyPillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Try it. Don't like it? Return it. MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a MyPillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is, closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, Hillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the creation worship experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. Mostly clear and chilly tonight, going down to a low of 44 degrees. The record low is 41 for tomorrow. Sunshine will be mixing with clouds. A warmer afternoon, high 74. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, not nearly as chilly with a low around 60 degrees. Variably cloudy Wednesday with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Wednesday's high 76. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, welcome. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. There's a lot going on here on a Monday. Plus, we have a little technical difficulties as well, but that's neither here nor there. No, it really isn't Holy here nor smokes. there. I do want to say, John, I want to you know give you props. What? Because uh, this morning... You were kind enough to meet me in Natrona Heights at 10 a.m. Easy. And so easy here's drive. the thing about Natrona Heights is it's a great place. And I know we have a lot of listeners from that out that area, New Ken and Terenum and such. But it's a long way from where we live. It's a drive. It's a drive. Yeah. It's a serious drive. Now, the reason we went out there, and it's not the, the place you and I would normally meet. If we were going to meet. We wouldn't say, hey, let's meet <laughs> in Natrona Heights. I don't think so. I don't we think we, we don't live anywhere near very Natrona convenient. Heights. But we did meet there today because mm-hmm. I found this uh, set of porch furniture on Craigslist yeah. listed by Pat. And I went out there Saturday and I liked it so much. I thought, well, I really want to buy this. But you know what the problem is? What's that? I bought something that I couldn't fit in my car. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, wonder Who do if I we, know? wonder if we could get that in John's car. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I texted you. You were very kind. And you said right away, no, I'm happy to do it. Sure. So you met me out there. But boy. It wasn't easy to get all that stuff in there, was it? No, that no. wasn't. No, no. No, I'm sorry but, but, it wasn't. You know, I, thank goodness for, for a minivan. That minivan, you have a Toyota Sienna. Yeah. That can be configured Holy in every smokes. which way. Taking the one seat out completely. So we ended Changed up taking everything. one of John's seats out, putting it in my car, and then the sofa and chair fit in your car just easy, and then we just we cruised home. Feel good about but it. But it did take about three hours of your time on a Monday morning. That's eh, okay. No, but I'm very appreciative. And my, and my porch is looking 
just great. It, I'm just excited about it. Porch sitting heaven right porch now. Porch sitting heaven. If it was a little warmer today, I mean, it's such a gorgeous day, gorgeous. but it's a little cool. By the time we get home, it's going to be very cool. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be porch sitting tonight. In your neighborhood, people porch sit? I think we have the only porch. You? Mm-hmm. Me and a neighbor across the street were the only ones in my entire – I walk my dog every day in my entire neighborhood. I bet you I go by, no exaggeration, 400 houses, 350 houses on the, as I walk my dog. Nobody is outside. Isn't that sad? What is everybody doing? Everybody has air conditioning and so they're inside. Still, don't you want to enjoy the glory of God's en- creation? I would want to enjoy the I'm glory. I'm glad that you're a porch sitter. I'm a porch sitter. Uh, I was out there last night, which was a little chilly. I was burning, and I never do this, the old citronella candles. Did they work? I don't know, I Kath. don't know if they work. Well, here's the deal. I want to think they work, but then I burn them, and I think it's really making any difference, and they're stinky. Do you care about bug spray? Cause I, I put do. I don't every like night. Oh, see, I every do not night. like, I never use bug I spray. I use it every night. Nope, I haven't used I bug care. spray in years. I don't want to be spraying that stuff Who on cares? me. Who cares? Yeah, care i, I, I want s- you to live i want to sit outside and i just don't want the mosquitoes so a little bit of bug spray it's not like what i'm not taking a bath in it it's not like it's agent orange or something like but that it might be no come on i don't think so you don't know what it is no it's fine okay so but you decided to burn a citronella candle in addition to dousing yourself with off well my wife's like you and she's like i don't want to put that on it's all stinky yada yada ding ding right. so i just bought those little citronella candles and i lit it you know and I don't know. I don't know. I had the bug spray on. You know what I did a couple years ago? Mm. I planted citronella plants. And did that help? Not uh-huh. even a little. Yeah. And they became enormous and uh-huh. unsightly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this is where the power of modern day chemicals come into play. <laughs> it is. I want to thank the people from Dow Chemical <laughs> for giving me the ability to crush those mosquitoes. What? So you can douse your skin and all that garbage? I don't even care. Come on. Can't. What? what? So maybe what? I would like what? There's maybe like a few months off my life? I, you don't know that. I don't know either. <laughs> but so what? I'm content sitting outside. Look, here's Good the deal. Grief. I'm porch sitting now. There's no one. My kids don't want to come out. My wife doesn't want to come out. I'm like sort of like, you know, I feel like, you know, the guy who's like the smoker who's been sort of banned outside. You're like, Although I'm not. you know what? You're kind of like the hermit that all the kids are going to be afraid of. <laughs> right. If there were any kids to yell at about getting the ball off my lawn. Right. But no one, there's no kids even doing that anymore. Okay. So you don't need to worry so about, not the even ball worry about that. Lawn. Hey, get your, you know, uh, Xbox remote off my lawn. Oh, here, Mike's got garlic barrier. They're great. What, what's what's that, Mike? Something new. It's great. It, it, I'm telling you, it works. Wait, well, it what works is it? Great. It's, it's 70 it's, bucks. It's because it works. That's why it's, ex- it's expensive. It's basically liquid garlic, and you, you attach it to your hose, and you spray it around your yard. And what? it's a mosquito repellent. What? They, they don't like the smell of garlic. I'm going to walk around there and have like you know some toast and some marinara sauce. Yeah, what about if we do <laughs> that? I got some garlic bread for the mosquitoes. That, how about that egg thing I made today? <laughs> That'd be fine. I put garlic in that. Yeah, yeah. I'm really? A- Mike, have you done this? My dad has. And we, we would always have picnics in, the, in, our, in our backyard. And we, the backyard was next to a reservoir. So the mosquitoes were horrible. Yeah, sure. So he got this. He tried it. And... It works. It works. Garlic barrier. The garlic bite. barrier. It's sixty-eight ninety-five. What? Is it a three ounce or a five ounce? Bottle? No, no, that's a gallon. That yeah, looks... That's a gallon. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, that's a, a three ounce. Yeah, seventy dollars for know. three ounces. I thought it was like you know I mean, some. Good grief! Garlic is plentiful. Well, you know that stuff. You know everything yeah. now gets like sort of frou frou, and it's super expensive because of it. Garlic barrier. I, yeah. I, I want to try it. 
The Ride Home is now brought to you by the gar- <laughs> Welcome to the Garlic Barrier Studios. Good gravy. Hey, happy National Egg Day, by the way, you guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, if you go and have an egg, you're going to make an egg, what's your preferred egg? Always sunny side up. Sunny? Yeah, mine too. Always. So, how about how about the um, the soft boiled egg? You ever do that? I've never done a soft boiled egg. You know what I mean? Uh, what's it called? I, hey, I, over easy? No, no, no. Like it's still in the shell. See, and then, I, you know, yeah, I don't. You scoop it out. I don't know. I don't know what, what is that, that is. I think that's a soft boiled egg. I don't know. It's got a different name. I don't know if I want that. How about? You, it's not poached. Poached are the ones that you put in boiling water. Well, yeah, that's probably poached. Have you? No, had it, not probably. No, it is. Is it a? Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, it's soft boiled egg. It's right, right soft there. boiled. See, that's what you're talking you're about. Right. No, no, I, like you know, like you can see, like people have like the little little trophy holder. That's for that's for that. That's for yeah. And you go yeah, scoop it out of there. Yeah, I want to do that just because I want the accoutrement. I want to like wear like a little ascot. Well, if if you want to do that, we for sure want you to. I mean, you know, but I don't know how to do it. Can't be that hard. I don't think it can be. I mean, you know, but I've made it a thing. You know, it's kind of like the idea of sitting there with that little and scooping it. I have a little unit where you put. It's like a little kind of a scissor unit, and what? you put it on top of the egg, and you just kind of close it, and it just clips the top of the egg off. Oh, that's nice. It was my father-in-law's. I've never used it. Don't you love like kitchen, weird yes. kitchen utensils? I w- look at that. See, oh, Mike's pulling up a photograph. Yeah. It's like you just get that little – it's like a little scissor thing, and it just takes the top right off. I, I would like to live in the world of – what's the uh, high-end kitchen place? Williams-Sonoma. Yes. Or Sir Latab. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that nice? I mean, stuff, there's like inventions you kind of I think. I know. I need a broccoli brush or right. something like that or a- Mike needs a broccoli brush. He's told me that before. What? Really? No, no I made I that up. It. How about like an, you know, a, an asparagus platter thing? You walk around Williams-Sonoma and you go- I would love to have that. What is that all about? Yeah, right. Because it's the allure of the beautiful life. Right. All right. Hey, listen. We need to talk about what happened yesterday. What happened? Because the president showed up at David Platt's oh, church yeah. Oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, so the president- made an unannounced visit to church. Now, the backstory is that about two weeks ago, Franklin Graham put out on his Twitter feed that he was asking believers and pastors all around the country to set yesterday aside to specifically pray for the president. Yes. Now, Excellent. Just, just putting in a little opinion here, I think we should be praying for the president at all times, not specifically on any day. day, but just Every pray day. for the president all the time. I did feel like Franklin fell off the deep end with his commentary when he said – Right after pray for the president, he said this president has been put upon and maligned more than any president in history. That's another story, which is absolutely ridiculous. If you know anything about American history, American politics, I cannot believe anyone would say that, for example, that David Trump or Donald Trump has been put upon more than Abraham Lincoln. But anyway, whatever. So we're all going to pray for the president. Okay, don't run down that path. Well, uh, yesterday, unannounced uh, president. Oh, wait a second. Unannounced. But it, it says, can't be unannounced. I'm reading from The Hill. I'm reading from The Hill, which is the article that was penned about it today. He's David Platt is the uh, at McLean Bible Church in Vienna, Virginia. Um, and it says Trump made a brief unannounced visit to the church on Sunday. What does that mean? He just shows up? Look, when you look at the entourage that follows any president, how can that be unannounced? I don't know. There had to be some plans in place. Maybe unannounced to what? So David Platt was preaching at church on a Sunday morning, and all of a sudden the president just walks in? That's what happened? I don't know. It's what it says here in the Hill. Okay, so then, okay, presuppose the president walks in. With, wait, with, his head. with 600 people who are his armed guards. <laughs> right, wait, wait. In his big fancy car. Right, Mike's giving me a hard time. Like, laughing. Can we just get on with it? 
He can't, he can't get over it. I think it means something. Okay. All right. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, it's like uh, what was the Mel Gibson movie about the conspiracy? Uh, Minority Report. That's I'm what still it is. back Minority. at the broccoli brush. Okay. So the. <laughs> okay. Here's David Platt. It's about three minutes or so long. Here's David Platt. The president is standing on stage, and David Platt, the pastor, is praying for the president. Us. To do what First Timothy chapter 2 says to do. Many of you may have seen that there was a call to, to particularly on this Sunday, pray for our president. We don't want to do that just on this Sunday. We want to do that continually, day in and day out. So I want to ask us to bow our heads together now and pray for our president. Well, God... We praise you as the one universal king over all. You are our leader and our Lord, and we worship you. There is one God and one Savior, and it's you, and your name is Jesus, and we exalt you, Jesus. And we know we need your mercy. We need your grace. We need your help. We need your wisdom in our country. And so we stand right now on behalf of our president and we pray for your grace and your mercy and your wisdom upon him. God, we pray that he would know how much you love him so much that you have sent Jesus to die for his sins, our sins. So we pray that he would look to you, that he would trust in you, that he would lean on you, that he would govern and make decisions in ways that are good for justice and good for righteousness and good for equity, every good path. Lord, we pray, we pray that you would give him all the grace he needs to govern in ways that we just saw in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that lead to peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. God, we pray for your blessing in that way upon his family. We pray that you would give them strength. We pray that you would give them clarity, wisdom, wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Please, oh God, give him wisdom and help him to lead our country alongside other leaders. We pray today for leaders in Congress. We pray for leaders in courts. We pray for leaders at national and state levels. Please, oh God, help us to look to you. Help us to trust in your word. Help us to seek your wisdom and live in ways that reflect your love and your grace your righteousness and your justice. We pray for your blessings on our president toward that end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful prayer. It is. So as a believer and someone who loves the Lord and wants the president to do his absolute best for our country. And to recognize Jesus as his own savior and his own source of strength. 
Right. I have absolutely zero problem with that prayer. But online, between yesterday morning and now, has been an outpouring of Christians who are profoundly unhappy Why? with this prayer. How can you be un- unhappy with that? That's from the heart. It seems to the, those who object that this was somehow an endorsement of the president or the president's policy. I don't see that. From the front of a church. You're endorsing your, the leader of this country. I don't see that as somehow untoward. I don't think there's a political campaign or a speech being made here. This is asking for wisdom and grace and strength on a man's life, who, by the way, is the president of the United States. In light of the criticism, David Platt said in a statement, and I'm reading again from The Hill, he said, quote, I know that some within our church, for a variety of valid reasons, are hurt that I made this decision to pray for the president. This weighs heavy on my heart. I love every member of this church, and I only want to lead us with God's word in a way that transcends political party and position, heals the hurts of racial division and injustice, and honors every man and woman made in the image of God. My aim was in no way to endorse the president, his policies, or his party, but to obey God's command to pray for our president and other leaders to govern in the way this passage portrays. Amen to that. Listen, I'll, I'll I, that. I got to tell you that um, I come down on David Platt's side on this. I mean, I, the, I, there's How nothing not? I find objectionable about that prayer. No. So is everything a thing now? Everything well, is a thing. But I have to say that there are a lot of people I respect, believers online, who were offended by it or who felt like it was problematic. They didn't like, in particular, the clapping at the end of the prayer. People were excited. The president is there. I mean, we're going to micro-analyze every movement of this world. It's hard to do. This do you, is, do you feel like him praying for the president was an endorsement of the president? No, I do not. However, I do have, you know, before we talked, had the conversation, I, I do believe the president just didn't, oh, by the way, show up. It wasn't like the president was, you know, running down to the 7-Eleven and decided to stop by. Clearly, there was a lot of planning in place. The president doesn't move without a lot of planning and security and detail back and forth. Except on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So, I, again, there's no problem here. For someone to applaud, I mean, people applaud. When you go to church and you're singing a song, right, and every, people, people clap. you're not applauding the band. Right. You're applauding the Lord. You're applauding your worship to be together. Well, all I, all I can say is that there are believers who who this was unpleasant for. Well, sorry, Charlie. You know, you can't please all the people all the time, right? So I guess at the... If the president was a regular churchgoer, this wouldn't be a thing. But because the president, you know, like a lot of presidents, they don't attend the church right. worship on a regular basis. So it becomes a special thing. Yeah, and I think it was also unfortunate that Franklin Graham politicized this day of prayer. It wouldn't matter what the president oh, did. No, you know, you're right. Because people are going to hate the president course, no matter wouldn't what. Matter. But Franklin Graham is not helping anything. No, he's not. He's not that's, helping that's by in that in that you know, initial letter asking people to pray for the president, he goes on to say that there's not a single president in the history of the republic who's been put upon as much as this president. That's, well, that's, that's, a, that's an absolutely ignorant, and by ignorant, I just mean unknowing perspective. But look, David Platt praying that prayer, if we, you, I, Mike, yeah. everybody listening right now, prayed that prayer daily or nightly, right. that would certainly help yes. the president. Yeah. 
I believe it would. Take a break, come back. We're going to talk about Titusville, PA, oil, and God's grace in scientific moving forward. Stick around for that. Hey, employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that pays you back every year? Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial, they've got a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania, plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or find them online at marleyfg.com. 101.5 WORD. Have you ever doubted God's love or questioned whether you're truly saved? Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, Untangling 45 Lies Christians Have Been Told. Visit this station's website to download my free guide to your new identity in Christ. Then enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to Dallas this fall. Sign up for the Twisted Scripture Conference Getaway in Dallas now. Go to wordfm.com slash twisted. This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. New tax reform guidelines have increased the success of the Fresh Start Initiative. Pay attention. There's a special toll-free hotline set up especially for you. This hotline will give you free information on how you can legally reduce or eliminate your tax debt. Call the tax problem solvers at 1-800-928-7418. 1-800-928-7418. You'll speak to tax experts that will analyze your tax matter and tell you how to stop the collection calls, IRS letters, bank levy, and wage garnishments. Ignoring the IRS is not an option, and doing so puts you at greater risk. Let us deal with the IRS on your behalf so you don't have to. New guidelines have made it easier to qualify for a fresh start, but this won't last, and your tax problem will only get worse if you do nothing or try to handle it yourself. It makes a big difference in who you call. Contact the hotline today for a free six-step guide to reduce your taxes. 1-800-928-7418. That's 1-800-928-7418. Does Christian education mean less? Less opportunity for your child in areas like the arts? At Trinity Christian School, it actually means more. With two theatrical productions each year and a musical every other year, plus choir and band starting in fourth and fifth grade, led by accomplished teachers like David Minifield of Saltworks Theater and band director Joe Petron of the McKeesport Symphony and Duquesne University. Opportunity awaits at Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. You know, if you, if you look back on recent huge technological breakthroughs, um, the transistor, the microchip, when when those things happened and they altered the world that we live in, I mean, I don't remember any sort of, you know, gigantic uh, cry saying, Lord, we thank you for this invention because it's changed our life for the better forever. But there was a time, and they have roots in western Pennsylvania, when oil was discovered, I mean, way back in the 1850s, 
when oil first came onto the scene, you know, the oil from the ground, which supplanted whale oil as the regular everyday used to light or to lubricate, that when oil first came out of the ground, there was this exaltation that people did cry out. There was sermons and books and a recognition that what has come from the ground is also from the Lord. Here to talk to us about that is Ken Bach. Ken is um, he's associate professor of English at climate in the Climate Center at Texas Tech University. He specializes in the rhetoric of scientific literature, and he wrote a piece in Christianity Today, which is really fabulous. Should we keep using it? God gave us oil. Should we keep using it? Ken, welcome to the show. How are you today? Great, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, Ken, it's a really interesting perspective. To be honest, I never really considered it before, but the roots go way back. You start your article, August 27th, 1859, railroad conductor uh, Edwin Drake, not too far from western Pennsylvania in Titusville, PA. He was the first guy to essentially bring oil, crude oil, up out of the ground. Right, right. And, and, uh, and that, I did some research at the, at the Drake well and got interested in that, of course, because being here in Texas, uh, oil is a big story. And with the challenges we face now, environmental challenges, you know, going back to the, to the, the roots of it and, uh, went to the, to the Drake Well Museum up there and looked in their library and they were very, very, uh, helpful. It's a, it's a wonderful place if you've never been. Uh, it's just fascinating, beautiful countryside and amazing history. And I, I kind of see that as the beginning of our modern time because oil was known prior to that in seeps and things for medicinal purposes, but not in the quantities uh, that it came when, it, when uh, Colonel Drake pulled it out of the ground. And his, his story is a sort of classic uh, the story of, of somebody who's hunting around for money that, in the Gilded Age and, and uh, is able to, uh, to to discover this oil, and then the rest is is sort of uh, is history, as I like to say. Now, Ken, when I visualize something like this, I visualize the opening scenes of a movie which I love tremendously called There Will mm-hmm. Be Blood. You know this movie? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so there's the movie, and Daniel Day-Lewis is this prospector, and he's down in a hole. I mean, it's it's hard, dark, ugly work. Of course, it's deeply dangerous. They show this in the early scenes. So you, you, I, I imagine this, of the brutality of what it was like to try to drill down in through bedrock. I mean, what you said that Edwin Drake, 69 feet until they finally hit some oil. Yeah, and and uh, he was he was sort of uh, running out of luck and running out of uh, supporters, and they all thought it was a folly. Uh, many people did think it was a folly that you wouldn't find oil underground; that it would be be more located towards the surface. Didn't really know what it was, and and um, but there was a, a need because uh, whale oil, which was used for illumination, uh, well, we were the whales were becoming scarce naturally as as they were being over over uh, fished. Uh, and and so this came in and took the place. And there's even a cartoon you can see it at the museum from one of the magazines. I think it was Vanity Fair uh, showing the whales doing a at a champagne party celebrating the discovery of oil. <laughs> you talk in your piece, Ken, about a Presbyterian minister, S. J. M. Eaton of Franklin, PA, which is right. uh, just north of here uh, near Oil City. And you write here that in Eaton's view, God put vast pools of oil in the ground, but kept it from man until just when we needed it to lift us out of the sin and trauma of the Civil War. Boy, that is deep theology mixed yeah. with a natural resource. 
Right, and I, you know what I think is really uh, profound about all of this in, in the studies that I've done is in the 19th century there wasn't this big divide uh, between science and and religion uh, and between literature and and scientific writing. So you'll see, you know, there'll be manuals with pictures of drill bits and all kinds of cutaway drawings, technical documentation next to uh, quotations, you know, from from the Book of Job or or poetry from Shakespeare, and I think it's one of the sad things about our current state, and it's been exacerbated by the by the social media, internet, and so forth. Is that everything is created is sort of siloed away in its niche, and our ways of understanding are not allowed to overlap and inf- and 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 help uh, inform each other. Right. So you know, and that was very that was something profound about this. Uh, whatever you see, I mean, here's here's this discovery, and the thing is, what when I tell my students. I mean, the, ke- the clicker for me is a sim- simple graph of population growth. And it's just, you look at the, the world going through from all the way back to ancient historical times, and it's kind of a flat line of, you know, a billion or below. I mean, it's hard to say how many. But you get to around, you know, coal and then oil, and it just shoots straight up. So I tell my students, you know, if there's 20 of them in a class, that if we hadn't had oil, there'd probably be three of you here. And we'd be sitting under a tree having a discussion, hmm. and, and maybe that'd be maybe that'd be good. I don't know, but the point is, we are all products of oil. Uh, I, I wouldn't be alive. I mean, I take blood pressure pills that were discovered, and 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 the food that we eat uh, is all fertilized. So we have to recognize that, and 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 understand where we've come from from in relation to our our religious values before we can decide how we're going to deal with new challenges or new things that have come up. Ken Bach joins us from uh, Texas Tech University. He wrote a piece in Christianity Today called God Give Us Oil. Uh, We'll take a quick break, come back. Our conversation continues in just a little bit. A a very interesting perspective on something that, you know, we use every day for how many different things? Oil and praise be to God. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing? but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite, Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Building relationships during recovery from mental and substance use disorders can put the strength of family and community behind you. We're all connected, offering encouragement, support, and hope. Join the Voices for Recovery. Strengthen families and communities. For confidential information on mental and substance use disorders, including prevention and treatment referrals for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HEALTH. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com shopping and God's Save the green. This past week, 
independent of each other. Both Kath and I, we loaded up our SUVs and minivans, and we drove up to Grove City College where we helped our kids take apart their dorm rooms and squish everything in the back of those SUVs and drive home. Why? Because school is over. Another year is over at Grove City College. And all the stress and all the angst of finals, the last papers, the tests, everything that had to be completed is completed. Hallelujah. And now the kids are at home. The good thing is, it was a hard year, but it was also an excellent year. And, you know, you talk to your kid, you follow along, and you th- I'm praying for you. I'm wishing for the best. But me, as a parent, knowing that my boys at Grove City College, surrounded by a tight group of guys with Jesus in the middle... I can't tell you what that makes me feel like as a father. I love it so much, and I'm thrilled that another year's over at Grove City College. And now that we look forward to the summer, both John's son and my daughter have landed jobs that they got in large part because their employers know that they're students at Grove City College. That's right. People recognize the excellence of Grove City College, know that there's quality there, and with a Christ-like education, deeply in the middle of all that, I mean, it's a bargain. Truly, when you look online at what Grove City charges for their education, you can't pass it up. It's the place to go. If you're looking to send your child, look online, gcc.edu. Mostly clear and chilly tonight, going down to a low of 44 degrees. The record low is 41 for tomorrow. Sunshine will be mixing with clouds. A warmer afternoon, high 74 Partly cloudy tomorrow night, not nearly as chilly with a low around 60 degrees. Variably cloudy Wednesday with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Wednesday's high 76. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. We've been talking about oil with Ken Back, who joins us from Texas Tech University. Uh, and we started the segment talking about, you know, when new technologies come on the, uh, on the scene, we don't really give praise to the Lord for new technologies. I don't believe that there was, uh, you know, giving God praise when the microchip was invented. But when oil first came on the scene in the 1850s, there was a lot of conversation about yeah, yeah, the, so, the power and the miracle yeah, of oil. So why is that, Ken? Is that because our society has secularized and we just don't see advances in the same way or because oil came out of the ground? Well, I think that's a good question, and I, I think it's probably as much, it's probably a little of both, but I also think it is because oil came out of the ground, and you go all the way back to, you know, Exodus and the story of Moses and Aaron, uh, uh, and, and you know, the staff uh, calling forth water. So, I mean, again, and, 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 and all the way back in sort of theological history of, of Christianity and all religions, I mean, the, the relationship between the air, the ground, and and the waters. I mean, it, in Genesis, I mean, the earth is formed and uh, the void. So yeah, there's 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 a certain mystery, and I think that's what it is. Is it, it, it is a mystery, and where there's a mystery, whether it be in twelve, you know, eleven dimensional particle physics, or in in you know the origins of life, where there's a mystery, there there is is room and. It's necessary to have these sort of theological or or, uh, speculations about what happened. Uh, And there's mystery. What's under the ground? We don't really know. And that still applies today. I mean, out here in Texas, although it's been raining a lot lately when we have drought and there's concern about the water and the aquifer that that nurtures uh, our cotton farmers and our whole culture out here, and as 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 the aquifer drops, 
you know, there's this, this concern what's going to happen, and, you know, could it be replenished, and could it be replenished by God, or does it require all you know, the natural forces? So it's the mystery, I think, that yes. allowed, that made oil so profound. So, Ken, what about environmental stewardship? Because, you know, that's certainly a, a top of mind for a lot of people today. It's ironic that oil was discovered in Titusville, and, of course, you're from Texas, and it's a gigantic uh, source of, of income and industry in Texas. But now fracking has overtaken western Pennsylvania, and there's a lot of contention, good and bad about, oh, yeah, we're going to bring natural gas up from the ground. But, of course, it comes with its own problems as well. And in many ways, that could also be a theological issue. Right. And that's that's sort of the takeaway message from from what I tried to get from my article and working with the editors is that there's, there's you know, and we know this from and from, from the Bible, and there, that, that there are no easy solutions. You just can't I mean, whether it's a, it's a political leader or a technological solution, you just can't say, you solve it and I'll continue going ahead uh, in, my, in my full uh, in, indulgent lifestyle. We know that's not the case. There's, I mean, there's so many uh, admonitions and warnings against, uh, 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 warnings toward prudence and against overconsumption. And, and that's the same situation, same situation with, with, uh, with oil, is that we, you know, or any other, and so fracking, yes, will will, will will has bought us some time, has bought us some in, energy independence, but it does come with a price. And there, you know, there's articles in Texas Monthly now about down here the potholes in the roads, the sides of Volkswagens, and and <laughs> and all sorts of other effects just on the ground itself. Not to mention the the extra CO2 and deferring. The problem: fossil fuels will, will, for a long time, it will, if not forever, will be a part of our energy component. But there's got, there's got to be, there has to be sacrifice, right? I mean, that's the Christian story. Yeah, and so the so the essence, I would say, you know, it, it's a very long and well researched article that you've written for Christianity Today, um, and there, there's no possible way we could cover all the elements of it in today's conversation. But let me just close it out by saying that I think the heart of your piece was saying that Christians in general tend to go right along with culture in our consumerist mindset. And that is where we've gotten into trouble with oil. It's not that oil wasn't a gift from God. It's not that there's something evil about it. It's not that there we should, you know, be petroleum free. It's just that we as Christians just end up looking in our consumption like everyone else. Yes, I think that's true. And that's, you know, that's the sort of the way that society works. It's, you know, you don't even you don't even realize it, and I'm I'm a perfect example. I'm saying we need to do with less. We need to, in order because the the world can't sustain this level of consumption if everybody has our uh, aspires to our level. And either we say they are a different tribe and don't deserve that, or we figure out a way to make to lift everybody. And and you know, but I'm a classic example. I mean, my daughter, her her little dog had a ailment and, and had to go to the vets and it's like whatever it takes you know and spending more money sure. saving that little dog's life than we would spend most the third world countries would spend on a person and so so i mean none of us are you know it's the mode in in the, the neighbor's eye story we all have to look at ourselves and how we can be better with consumption very good well ken thanks a lot we really enjoyed the conversation of really unique perspective that you put together for a ct so thanks for being with us today yeah, thank you. Our pleasure. Ken Back, he joins us from Texas Tech University. As we said, Christianity Today, God gave us oil. Should we keep using it? Ken Back.
Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hey, it's John Hall. So, a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a MyPillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. Walmart's grocery pickup and delivery is a definite winner. And if you haven't tried it, here's how it works. Either download the grocery app or go to grocery.walmart.com. Place your order and select an exact time for pickup or a one-hour window for delivery. Satisfaction is guaranteed because the folks in the store are trying to pick the best items just like if you were picking for yourself. If you're not satisfied, you get your money back. Use the code WOWFRESH for $10 off on $50 or more. It's a great service. Walmart grocery pickup and delivery. It's quick, easy, and Convenient. Things would happen in church that you weren't allowed to laugh. Word FM presents Funny Things Were Happening, and we had to pretend like it wasn't happening. Ladies Night Out with writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. My sister got up and she mined to a Yolanda Adams song, and it was beautiful. It's a night out for the girls. As she was miming and she was twirling, her wig came off. June 21st at the Bible Chapel. I have not seen the type of power or anointing that could make us forget your hairs on the floor. Tickets and VIP dinner reservations at wordfm.com. If you, you've been a, a Christian long enough, sooner or later, in your prayer life, especially as you are in congregational prayer, you'll come across someone who is beautiful in how they pray. And it's such a gift. Of course, there's a lot of elements that go into it. The, the word choices, the tonality, the rhythm, the depth, the passion, all those things. It is, for lack of a better word, it is poetic. And there are poets who pray with us and for us. It's such an incredibly beautiful, humbling thing to be part of. Marilyn McIntyre is with us. She's a regular guest on our show. She is a professor of medical humanities at UC Berkeley, the award-winning author of many excellent books. Her latest is called When Poets Pray. Marilyn, welcome back to the show. 
Thank you. Nice to be back. Marilyn, the last time you were on our show, it was during April, which is National Poetry Month. And I told my story about, confessed it openly as I have on the airwaves multiple times, about how much I disliked poetry for most of my life, actually, until last year. <laughs> um, and just, and, and I, you know, I had no excuse. I love literature. I, you know, I was an English major in college. So I, you know, I, I love beautiful words. But I just had a hard time slowing down enough to get poetry. That was just the bottom line. Now, strangely enough, I've always loved the beautiful passages, poetic passages in Isaiah and Jeremiah in the Psalms. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's an incredibly rich church tradition of poems, but I I guess I just needed a kick in the pants or I needed someone like John to sit down and sternly, you know, scold me about my, you know, my (laughs) my easy dismissal of poetry. But in the last year, I really feel like I have come a long way in appreciating it. Um, But praying in poetry um, is something again that has this this long ancient lineage for those of us who believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. It does. Well, it goes all the way back to the Psalms, at least. So that's a pretty long lineage. But so many hymns are prayers and, uh, and poems. I mean, some hymns are better poetry than others, but I think that's a place to begin looking at the conjunction of poetry and prayer and why they inform each other. Yes. So, Marilyn, as you put together your thoughts for When Poets Pray, obviously you're a person who loves language as well. Who is it? Can you can you read something that's, you know, short for us, but at the same time we can grasp the power of those poet prayers among us? Sure. Well, one of the contemporary writers I like so much, and I've written about him in various contexts, is Wendell Berry. Oh. And he's written volumes of poetry, so there's a lot to choose from. But the one I chose for this book is a very short little six-line prayer, which also is a poem, and it's a grace after meals. I think most people say grace Hmm. before meals. But I love this one, so I'll read that for you because it's very short. I have taken in the light that quickens eye and leaf. May my brain be bright with praise of what I eat in the brief blaze of motion and of thought. May I be worthy of my meat. (laughs) That's so good. That's beautiful. Wow. It's lovely. And I'll tell you a couple of things I like about it. One is the the opening line, I have taken in the light, has a kind of um, biological precision to it because what happens when plants grow, is that they photosynthesize, right? They make light into food for us. And so to say, to look at food and say, I have taken in the light, is to call our attention to a long, subtle process. Mm. And then also to hear it as a metaphor is to say that we are being, you know, and being given the energy that food gives us, we are fueled with what makes us burn and... Oh, there are all kinds of ways in which light becomes a metaphor for the presence of God. But that simple little line really has depth to it. And then the light that quickens eye and leaf, again, goes back to the light that we experience and the light that becomes material. So each line has these several layers to it. And when he, find, when he finally ends with, may I be worthy of my meat, that's a hard line for me because I'm a vegetarian, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just call meat a metaphor. Yes. <laughs> but, to, but to ask to be worthy of what 
we eat is not simply to be thankful for it, but to recognize that there's some way in which our living needs to be um, a, a way that is commensurate with the gifts that we receive. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, within those six lines, there is so much density, right? I mean, I can imagine what I love about poets is they are able to strip away the unnecessary and go to the heart of the matter and also give us a, a sense of beauty as well that we would not normally consider. That's right. That's, and I think the stripping away is a really important verb that a good poet will, even if it's a long poem and even if it's a complex poem, there's some way in which poets work toward what is necessary and taking away what isn't so that it should be in a good poem that every line and phrase and word is there for a reason that you can fathom. And so I think one of the functions of a poem is to call our attention to the gift that a word is. That Each little word is a packet of energy. Mm, that's good. Marilyn, um, you've sent us several poems that are really lovely. Um, now, this one from uh, the 99th Psalm, is this a poem of yours? Oh, yes. I, I see the email I sent you. That's, the 99th Psalm was a different one, but yes, I included a poem that I wrote, which I actually wrote in response to the painting that a friend did. Of, it's an abstract painting, but it reminded me of the Pillars of Light. It's a beautiful painting full of fire and light. But I published. I had to publish it without the painting. I see. Mm. But it it recalled for me how much I loved that story about the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire mm-hmm. by night that guided the Israelites. Mm-hmm. How about reading that, that one? Yeah, could you read that poem for us? Yeah, it's called Assurance, and I think one of the functions of prayer for me is to recall to myself the assurances that I've been given when I'm when I need them. And so to pray is, in a sense, to recite those assurances. So that's something of what this poem does. Pillars of light guide you, and waves part. Even by day, the fire that rises high in the night blazes against the sun. You will cross over unafraid, and your way will be safe. Over every rushing stream, a bridge and before you the presence that shines in all that is. So that's, that's lovely. Recalling a promise yeah. and a story. Marilyn, I, I, I have to tell you that I feel richer after you leave us. Um, so I really appreciate <laughs> I do. And I appreciate your time, and I appreciate the fact that you slow us down, and uh, you tell us things we didn't know before. Very much so, yeah. Marilyn McIntyre, her brand new book is called When Poets Pray. So uh, if you have trouble with prayer, this is a good place to dwell into the power and the beauty of words. Marilyn McIntyre. call that special man. It's time to gather him up and head on out to the springhouse for our annual Father's Day Steak and Chicken Fry. That's right, steak and chicken. 
both marinated and cooked to perfection over an open pit outdoors. And to complete this great Dad's Day meal, we're making baked mashed potatoes, Ed's green beans, corn pudding, Alabama casserole, Dutch greens, homemade rolls, rice pudding, blondies, brownies, and of course, all of our Springhouse drinks featuring our famous chocolate milk. That's right. You can't beat it. There will be live music and inside and outside seating and a free ice cream cone for every dad. Come to the Springhouse to treat your dad to a special day. Call 228-3339 for more details. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Each year, thousands of volunteers across the country host lemonade stands to raise $1 million toward finding cures for kids with cancer. The idea, started by four-year-old Alex Scott, has raised millions of dollars. Join Firebird's Wood-Fired Grill for Lemonade Days, June 7th or 9th, to donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. I just want to talk. <laughs> I just want to talk for a second about fallopian tubes. <laughs> okay, listen to this story. Elizabeth Koo <laughs> had been pregnant before. She knew how it felt. She just couldn't believe it had happened this time. Elizabeth Koo was at her house last year when she got the positive test results. Wait, she was, she at your was house? pregnant. No, no, not my house. <laughs> believe me. Okay. It's a whole other story. Okay. She, she was, was at her house. At her house. When she got the positive test results on a home kit that she was indeed pregnant. It was shocking news to her, however, because three years earlier, she had both of her fallopian tubes removed. Come on. A procedure medical professionals assured her would make it impossible for her to conceive. So she said, when I got these results, I was freaked out. But she went to the emergency room because she could not believe this has happened. So they did a scan on her. The scan showed the tiny fetus nestled safely in Koo's uterus. She gave birth in March to a healthy seven pound, six ounce baby boy. She said, I was shocked because, quote, 
this was not my plan. I'm a planner. But now you know sometimes the best laid plans just need to go away with this. Now, listen, this is so rare that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists have no statistics on how rare someone having their fallopian tubes removed and having a baby is. But that's how it is. Now, the egg has to travel from the ovaries into the fallopian tubes to get fertilized going down to the uterus. Right. So how? They don't have an explanation for this. An explanation. She says, and there's a photograph of her holding this baby, that I love this baby. The baby was not in my plans. The baby's named Benjamin. And so a miracle happened. Oh, my gosh. Happened. That's a super. Oh, come on now. <laughs> we told you not to. Never again. Oh, my God. So what is she? So. She responded in panic at first. And panic. Then- she went to the emergency room. She was so freaked out. And then they said, yeah, you're pregnant. Wow. Yeah. How's that even possible? I have- miracles happen. Hey, thanks for being with us. It's a miracle we got through this show. Did you really a talk pleasure. about fallopian tubes? We did. I brought it up first. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.